0: If you could imagine that thing living today? No. You would want one. You would be freaked out by it cuz it would like chop your arm off with its beak.
1: Oh yeah. But
0: you would want to see one in a zoo. Absolutely be, amazing thing. You'd be
1: that crazy guy on a uh, dude where's my car who owns like all the ostriches. <laughs> <laughs> Hi strangers, and welcome to Half-Ass History, the podcast where two embarrassingly unqualified people teach you about a topic. Get ready for some mildly incorrect information and a lot of side tangents. Do you want to start or do you want me to go first this time? I really actually don't care this time.
0: Yeah, maybe you should go first this time.
1: Okay. Is yours? What what genre is yours? Because I sent you over a few and I don't even mean that you Uh, chose any of those. I just mean like genre. Which is what I sent you.
0: Uh, without like giving it away. I don't know. It's it's pretty lighthearted. Like I can go first or last. It doesn't matter.
1: Oh, it doesn't matter about that. I just wanted to know what genre. Because mine is sort of urban legendy, Kind of.
0: Well That's funny. That's You could consider mine right up that alley. Absolutely.
1: Yes. So we so. have kind of an urban legend uh, thing. Because mine is like, yeah, not really an urban legend. But like kind of
0: yeah so. mine isn't either mine's a more broad topic it's more oh. like medieval urban legends perhaps or
1: oh. but it's not
0: urban legend it's just yeah anyway. okay
1: great what I, well we've we've done this perfectly okay so i will go first but okay mine is uh the beast of Jovadon. do you know the story Ooh. of the beast of Jovadon?
0: no i don't know how to say that spell it <laughs> never heard of it like i'm completely
1: lost i had it written down, it's been spelled a couple different ways. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And then, so I literally had to like write it phonetically. And this is phonetically based on like a random YouTube video that I listened to. So it could not even be Jovedon, but that's what I'm going with. Wow. So it's sort of, it's, it gets brought up a lot with like urban legends and people being like, did this really happen? But actually, yes, it really happened. There's like historical evidence of it and even like scientists and historians have talked about it like it's a thing so okay but here's where it's kind of urban legendy according to legend the beast of Jovadon was a werewolf like monster that terrorized a French village around 1764 Um, and I say around 1764 because it was actually active for three years so
0: interesting
1: yes but basically like yes it was real we know it's real it was a thing A crazy, scary monster that ate people. It's so Mm -hmm. fun. So, side note. I looked this up today because I have, like, several other ones written out and, like, ready to record. But I was like, none of these seem fun to, like, tell you about. Great for other people, but I was just like, I don't know. I'm not excited to, like, tell Matt about these. And one of them was, like, like that kind of government conspiracy one that you were like, maybe not that one. And then the other one is, like, about an animal. Uh... And I'm like... I have this one done and it's, it's interesting. But I was also like, eh, and then I'm working on two others. And I was still like, I don't know. I don't really want to tell any of those today. So I looked up an entirely <laughs> new topic and then I was like, I am oh, no. so sucked into this. It's great. So,
0: so this was a new topic. Brand new, <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Okay, cool. So now you've got all those other ones to bore other people. Cause <laughs> yeah. you know, let's be honest. I'm a bit of a buzzkill. So
1: hundred Percent. No. Um, no, the one I was like, Matt probably already knows this. And he's going to be like, you yeah, already know this. And this is boring. And but it was something that I just learned. And so I was like, I'm I can guarantee there are certain people that I know that do not know this as well. So I was like, that will be fun to tell them and have them be surprised like I was. But Matt would probably be like, mm-hmm, yeah, like I already knew this. You freaking moron. Like, how do you not know this? <laughs> But I didn't. So who knows? Anyways, so the Beast of Jovadon. So for the record, Jovadon had kind of a weird reputation within France anyway, like the little community town, whatever you want to call it. It was known for being remote and in isolated backwater where the forces of nature had not fully been tamed. And yeah, where forests were indeed enchanted is what Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. dude named J.M. Smith, who's an historian and the author of Monsters of Jovedon, The Making of a Beast. That's what he said. It was a quote from him that the forests were indeed enchanted. Okay, now I want to go travel there and see this place because now that just sounds fun. So because I mean, it was enchanted. It's kind of the perfect setting for a grim fairy tale. Which kind of then leads you to go like, yeah, urban legend or like the Black Forest in Germany. Like, I want to go there where grim fairy tales take place. It just seems fun. Anyways. Yeah. Let's see. So.
0: Is Slender Man part of that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Never mind.
1: <laughs> no, I think he's supposed to be around North America. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, that creep.
0: Yeah. Uh, 21st century legend. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got famous on creepypasta. All right. Great. Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, But sure. He's real. <laughs> Creepy pasta, <laughs> where they're just like breaking all the conspiracy truths. <laughs> it's all factual. Hey, there
0: was a movie about it, man. I Don't know, knock it. I know.
1: Well, and then like two girls tried to kill their friend to like summon. No, him.
0: seriously. Like it's it's messed it, up. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I kind of go into in my subject. We kind of make these things part of society, even though they cannot be confirmed. It's weird, Great. right? So. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Okay, so let's head back to 1764 France, um, in the sleepy town of Gevaudan, a region in southern France. It was I'm there. It was this sweet Oh, there was nope, really back. <laughs> there was mm. there was a sweet innocent 14. 14- Where am I? <laughs> You're in Gevaudan in southern France. It's a sleepy little town.
0: Oh, you said I was. I had to reel it back. No, sorry, I I meant
1: I (laughs) I meant reel it back for me because I was saying things wrong. Also, by the way, I have no proof that it was like a sweet little, like sleepy little town. I'm just saying that because it sounds great. Because like it just has to be. (laughs) But within this town, there was just this like sweet, innocent 14 year old girl who was out watching her sheep, and her name was um, Jean Boulay. Again, these are all going to be French names, so I'm going to butcher the shit out of them. Yeah. They're not phonetic. No. So, and I read all of these things, so I for sure don't know how to say any of them. She was the first victim of the beast, Uh, but she was definitely not the last. And throughout 1764, more victims piled up with their throats torn out and their heads not off. So, yeah. Gruesome. (laughs) Wow. Um. So, like I said earlier, the beast was actually active from 1764 to 1767. So, like a good three years of killing, and they say about 100 people, pe- 100 people were killed by this thing.
0: Good lord! Yes,
1: that's a lot.
0: That's a lot. That's
1: a large amount of people. So,
0: why is this not more well known?
1: I know. So, uh,
0: like, I just have to interject. Like my <laughs> vampire story from like. A while ago, yeah. like I was trying to find some instances of like, has anyone ever been, you know, sucked dry from some creature, you know, and they had pock marks on their neck or their stomach, right. like? And the answer is no. There's no, absolutely zero, none, zilch, historical evidence for that ever happening. Yeah. But on a side note, in my studying, I did get into like looking at werewolves, and I didn't bring it up in there because it. Yeah, That was already just way too long for my studying. But werewolves, there's werewolves. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more like evidence for that sort for of sure. thing happening. And they were probably just real wolves, but wolves. <laughs> but yet there was... Strogs. I don't say wolves.
1: <laughs> other Holy than cow. today. What is...
0: Than, other than today, like two times in a row. So anyway, wolves. werewolves. There's a lot more evidence for that actually Happening True. historically, but I did not come across this story. Holy cow! A hundred people killed by some werewolf kind of thing in
1: three years. Yeah, it's a lot in one like village. Wow. Like so, yeah, Gosh. it's crazy. And I that's why I was like, I am so pumped about this story. Like I was so into it. So wow. And I was like, I hope Matt doesn't doesn't know about this yet because this is so no. cool. So I'm glad. Never heard of it. Um. Okay. So. Just like you're shocked right now, the deaths were so shocking that the news of what was happening in this like little sleepy village. Again, I have no idea how little it was or sleepy it was. I'm just making that up. But in this like <laughs> in this little backwoods village, the news of all of these like deaths actually made it up to the royal palace in Versailles. So it was just like, I mean, the whole country knew, and everyone was like, What the hell is happening out there? What is going on? Why do you guys have this random beast? Wow. And also, if you think that people's fascination with, like, true crime is something new and it's just, like, really popular right now, that's not, uh-huh. that's not true at all. Because during this time, there was a dude named Francois Morenus, and uh, he was the creator and editor of the Courier de Vignon. I don't know, because it's French. And he used to report stories of, like, different instances that happened in small villages, which are similar to today's true crime. So this dude literally had, like, an article all about true crime in sleepy little villages, which is pretty rad. And it was his report of this beast that gave it national attention and, like, brought it all over the country and had everyone going, hey, I have some questions about what's going on in your town. Wow. So, yeah, like, not only was this, like, crazy shit going down in this town, but France was also kind of a mess in 1764 to begin with because it was right after the Seven Years' War and uh, Louis XV had just, like, lost all of France's shit. France was just in complete turmoil. Their economy was falling apart. And the beast actually gave the country something to kind of like rally around and like bring morale around and be like, what's going on? Let's figure it out. Let's get rid of this thing. So, okay. Kind of was, I mean, there's like a random perk in there somewhere. So we talked about like little 14 year old Jean, Jean, uh, something whose name I can't remember. <laughs> the sweet, <laughs> The sweet baby angel that was tending her sheep, which also like a sweet little fourteen-year-old girl tending sheep, and she gets eaten by this monster. So there were like again a hundred other people that died, but there were a ton of other people that were attacked but survived. So that's where we get that's where we get kind of descriptions of this thing and like how people often refer to it as a werewolf. There is a report of a young boy named Jacques uh, Portefaix. Again. Probably not Fe, but we're gonna go with it. And he was with a group of children who were out in a meadow, a meadow, who were out in a meadow with a herd of cattle in 1765 when they were attacked. And they actually worked together and managed to scare it off with their pikes. And okay. Louis the Fifteenth was actually like so impressed with these kids that he made. He, like, paid a reward to each of the children. And then he had Jacques Portefay educated on his, like, own personal expense. Because he was just like, you kids are dope. So, wow. Yeah. It was, like, a so, big thing going on back then where the whole country was invested in this.
0: That's incredible. So did these kids have any account of, like, what the beasts look like or anything? Did you get into that at all?
1: I kind of get into that a little bit. Later on. Not so okay. much uh not so much of like firsthand accounts from people then, but it's like retellings of um so I got all of my information from National Geographic and the the Smithsonian magazine. So like two very credible sources, right? So like it's not totally, an urban legend, yeah. clearly. Um Wow. But so my descriptions come from those sources and they're saying like, this is what we've compiled of what people have said, but I don't have anything of saying like Jacques Vallée or Jacques Portefeuille said they looked like this, if that makes sense. So anyway.
0: But let me just ask, they were saying that perhaps like this wasn't a normal wolf or anything. Yeah, no. This was like something that was
1: yeah it was crazy. wasn't a wolf. They were all very like wow. accustomed to wolves. That was like not a new thing. Right. Yeah, that's yeah,
0: like shepherds and um what would you call cow shepherds. We call them cowboys here, but I wonder know what they called them over there. Anyway, yeah.
1: Birds they you
0: mean, would yeah. think they would know exactly what wolves were.
1: They for sure that's did. So, point. yeah. They were like, what is this thing? So, um not only so those kids all thought one off, which was like so rad. But then um Marie Jean Valet, uh or Marie, yeah, something to that effect. Uh, she was actually attacked on August 11th, 1765, and she managed to defend herself and wound the beast, earning herself wow. the title of Maiden of Jovedon. And they actually have a statue in her honor because she was a wow. badass. And I'll talk about her a l- little bit later. But okay, so kind of talking about what people think it was or what it looks like, there are historians that claim that wolves or a hybrid of a wolf and a domestic dog actually attacked the victims based on the description of a a canid shot in June of 1767, which is the last year that the beast was active. And they also believe that like, maybe this canid had like strange morphological (laughs) characteristics, but like, there's also people that are like, so then I read the next sentence down was like, but a critical evaluation of historical text proves that this animal or proves that this animal nor any other that was killed in Jovadon, had anything to do with the attacks of the beast. So, like, they killed this random giant wolf in 1767. That was not the creature. <laughs> that was just hmm. an extra scary thing that they had. And, like.
0: So it's like in Jaws <laughs> when they capture that huge tiger shark. Mm-hmm. Or they 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 catch it and kill it. And they're like And they're like, this has to be it, right? This thing is huge and there's no thing like that around here.
1: That's exactly what it's like. Spoiler alert.
0: (laughs) It's not the real shark. Guys,
1: Jaws is not actually about a tiger shark. (laughs) Surprise.
0: Surprise. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not gonna give it away, but like, it's not a tiger shark. It's
1: not it. It's not it's
0: another kind you're gonna of throw sharp. you
1: through a loop yes that's exactly what this was because they were like there's this giant wolf thing and we've killed it and everything stopped and it, it must have been this like it's totally this right <laughs> nope Nope, and guys. when
0: they caught this thing, the mayor of the town was like, the beaches can stay open. Everybody keep going. And and some scientist or sheriff was like, no, this isn't the real thing. You can't go
1: out. Everybody stay in your homes. I'm now wondering if Jaws is actually based on the Beast of Shovodon. <laughs> it actually might be because just wait. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Fantastic. So, so basically like, Jovian was just filled with like some crazy ass animals uh, back then, so probably not the best place to raise a family. But they do say that um, wow. about ninety-five percent of the attacks on humans during this time were from the beast. So really, only five percent of those other things were attacking people. So not that much. Like those other creatures were pretty much like just as attacky as normal wolves would be in any other village. So like not a big deal, (laughs) (laughs) but let's see, because it was like so deadly and crazy, people started to fantasize the animal. So they would say it was as wide as a horse or that it had supernatural abilities. Like it could walk on its hind feet and its hide could repel bullets and it had fire in its eyes and it came back from the dead more than once and had amazing leaping abilities. Right. So just like, Oh my gosh. Terrifying. (laughs) No, no thank you. What, what happened to it? Like, why did it stop killing after three years? So the beast disappeared in the middle of 1767 after poisoned baits had been placed like on a large scale. So it's like, Oh, maybe those, maybe those got them. We don't know, (laughs) but taking it back three years before when everything first started local officials and aristocrats took action because they were like, this thing is killing all of us. So they organized an attack, and at one point, the number of volunteers rose to over 30,000 men, and a dude named um, Captain Jean-Baptiste Dumas organized the men with military models, left poisoned bait, and even had soldiers dress as peasant women, hoping to attract the beast. Wow. Spoiler alert, it didn't work because it still killed (laughs) people for three more years.
0: It saw through his plan. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. I was like, those bitches ain't peasant women. I know peasant <laughs> what women. Is this is too wong fu. <coughs> I
0: know Wesley snipes in a dress when I see it.
1: Exactly. That bitch
0: is way too big. Exactly. That bitch is a linebacker.
1: Like, Military models. Get out of here.
0: Military models. <laughs> shit. Oh,
1: poison. Okay. I'm going to eat some more villagers, you assholes. <laughs> So they, like, during this time, they even had a reward for killing the beast, which was equal to to a year's salary for a working man. So they were, like, pretty serious about this. 30,000 people, captains of the army. There's a huge reward. Like, it was crazy. And...
0: That's a huge amount of investment in that era. That's insane. insane. Wow.
1: 30,000. I read 30,000. I was like, I can't. That's like a... What are you talking about? So... Uh, oh, so there were a ton of people who were able to fight it off when it attacked them. Like, you know, like just okay. villagers, right? Because right. we have accounts of what it looks like. But like none of but the hunts were successful. they turned into werewolves. <laughs> Maybe.
0: No? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, I don't know. Um,
1: yeah. But yeah, so like none of these hunting parties were successful at all. Like at all. Like 30,000 men and poison bait yeah. brought up nothing. Nothing at all. Wow. It's insane.
0: It was smart.
1: Yes, it was. We're going to bring it back to Jaws a little bit in 1765. Mm. So a year after it starts killing a large wolf was killed and the killing stopped for a few months. And so everyone was like, we got it, including Louis the 15th, who was like, guys, we got it. Great job, and so he like pulled mm. all of his support, thinking that the animal was already dead. So when it started again, he didn't really care. He was like, <laughs> "Guys, we got it. Stop it. You're being hysterical." And they were like, "No, no, no. no. It's killing all of our vi- like all of our villagers." And he was like, "No, we already got the beast. Like, whatever. Good luck. Bye." <laughs> just like,
0: so this is Jaws two. Yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs> See, I think the whole series is based on the Beast of jovedon who just cracked <laughs> it open.
0: At least one and two, because (laughs) in Jaws 2, the mayor, after all that debacle, he's still the mayor. And when another shark comes, forgive me, because I haven't seen this movie in like a good 20 years. Yeah. But he still doesn't believe that it's Jaws or a new Jaws. Of
1: course not. Why would you? (laughs) I feel... He can't believe that, Matthew. He has there has to be plot.
0: <laughs> right, right. But apparently, they say art imitates life, right? And so I take you back to this King Louis that you're referring to.
1: Louis XV. What a piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. This is the only <laughs> thing I know about him, so I don't really know. <laughs> he might have been great. He paid for a kid's education. So he fought off a beast. He did, he did throw support behind it initially, but then he was like you yeah. got it it's fine
0: the beaches are open bitches <laughs>
1: exactly He was like just go and can't lose out on that tourist money he's like guys it's southern france just enjoy it and they were like <laughs> we're being slaughtered and he was like mm.
0: we're poor and we're being <laughs> slaughtered and he's like dude in like 250 years you can't believe what this place he's- is gonna be like just enjoy it people are gonna pay like thousands of dollars to come travel here and be tourists he's like
1: you know what i just lost a war i have my own shit to deal with i can't deal with yours
0: and people of my country colonists (laughs) in america are like right
1: hey we need your help help. (laughs) can you send us (laughs) some ships (laughs) (laughs) ships and troops and guns that's true actually um so i actually do know way more about louis the 15th than i claimed because he's in like all of hamilton and they just shit all Uh over that poor guy (laughs) because it's very much like they need our help and and then hamilton is like we're not helping france we, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> It's like washington no 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 we are not sending sending troops we just became a nation and poor jefferson we just poor jefferson we is just like we a promised nation. them and he's like oh no stop <laughs> <laughs> they just became a nation
0: with their help <laughs> yeah they literally sent ships across the, the whole, fucking atlantic the whole reason like, and we're like, dude, we got to like rebuild. That really cost us a lot of money fighting off England. Our sovereign you yeah. know, our sovereign rulers, but dude, we don't got anything to spare anymore, sorry. I
1: know that King Louis gets killed. I believe decapitated, but I could be wrong, so probably at, you know. He gets uh, so that might be
0: another something? topic at some point it's like the have French to be. Revolution. Yeah. Uh yikes, the French Revolution. <laughs> Uh, ooh. not as uh benevolent as uh, our revolution was, so yeah, terrifying,
1: terrifying thoughts. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> anyway, so anyway, King Louis just basically yeah. abandoned his people. Um, so maybe he deserved to lose his head. No, that's not true because I still don't know what kind of person he was, so I'll cut that out.
0: <laughs> he was a nice man, he
1: might have been. He <laughs> paid for a child to get an education. A simple right. farm boy. It's very nice. Anyways, um, getting back to what happened to this creature and why it stopped killing. There was this local farmer named Jean Castel who was involved in a previous hunt, but then he was thrown in prison for leading his men into a bog. Um, He also, like, I think had some other past crimes, but they don't go into detail, but it, they basically kind of are like, he was kind of a shady ass criminal. Okay. And had been in trouble a few times. But in June 1767, he actually managed to kill the creature with a silver bullet he forged, which is where no. we get the legend that you can kill a werewolf with a silver bullet.
0: Dude.
1: Boom.
0: Yep. Like, that's a thing. Yep. Awesome. <laughs>
1: wow. Allegedly. So, um, and we know he killed the actual beast and not just, like, another wolf or something because when they opened up the stomach, it contained its last victim's r- remains oh snap yep. <laughs> which also isn't that in jaws <laughs> don't they open up jaws or one of the sharks
0: they open up the tiger shark that they think they have okay and they find like a can and a whole fish ironically this was the 70s movie making and then they find a license plate yes from that's right florida yeah so it's it's uh it's ridiculous it doesn't hold up well that scene but there's no remains of victims in there so it was not the real shark
1: well i just did like a really quick google search and apparently jaws was not based on it but i actually think it probably was i think the (laughs) dude probably like whoever wrote that was probably like i just learned about this crazy story and i'm gonna write something similar
0: i think you're on to something yeah it's pretty similar I think this uh, requires, like, a blog or something.
1: Yeah, well, there's plenty. You can look at the Smithsonian or National Geographic, and I'm never going to be able to compete with them on a blog. So.
0: But they don't have the real story about what uh, Jaws about was based Jaws? on.
1: true. I don't know. Yeah. Well, now we have a podcast about it, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I'm lazy. This is all I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Shittily tell a story. So, anyways, they killed the beast, but what actually was it, right? Because like, okay, we know okay. it's dead. It actually is dead.
0: And they have it and they've cut it open. Yep. What is it? So, What
1: is it? It's actually been up for debate for about 200 years. We don't have a solid answer wow. on what it is. Some suggest that it was an escaped lion or a prehistoric holdover, or that Chastel, the dude who killed it, actually trained an animal to attack people to deflect attention from his other crimes because he was a shitbag.
0: Wow, that's pretty elaborate. But But yeah, uh, like so. Apparently, he would just be
1: a criminal mastermind who was like, "I'm going to train animals so I can get away with petty crimes." Like, way too much work. Yeah. If you can, if you can learn to train an animal to distract while you rob people, you could just learn how to be like a really excellent robber that can never get caught. I don't think you need the distraction. It's too much work. Nah. So J. M. Smith, who I mentioned at the beginning, he's the author of. Uh, Monsters of Jovedon, The Making of a Beast, which, by the way, his book is called Monsters of Jovedon. So I'm like, kind of want to pick up this book and see what other shit this town had. But anyway, he thinks that it's like way more boring than that. He thinks that Jovedon just had a serious wolf. Wolf? Wow, now I just did it. Wolf infestation. And that it wasn't just one beast, but it was several large wolves attacking isolated communities. But I'm like, I don't really think that because they knew what wolves looked like. So like,
0: that's a good point. Yeah,
1: man. Um, but according to national geographic, and I'm going to listen to them because I think it's funner. They say that there is no doubt at all that this beast was actually a lion. So like specifically a sub adult male, they say, um, based on the description of what people have gave and what they've compiled, the size It had a flat head, reddish fur, a dark line along the spine, which sometimes lions can have, Mm -hmm. uh, spots on the side of the body, which appear on younger lions, and a body that becomes sturdier from the rear towards the front, and a tail, which is surprisingly thin, with a tassel Mm -hmm. on the tail And then, of course, Mm. just the complete and total strength of the animal. Like, yeah, that sounds straight up like a lion. They say it was able to carry off adult humans and split skulls as well as jump 30 feet. And it could use its tongue to scrape tissue from skulls. And it had a terrible uh, barking and a paw print Mm. of about six inches. And it used its massive claws during attacks. So, like, Mm -hmm. lion. That totally makes sense to me. Like, yeah that sounds about it right It does
0: make a lot of sense yeah. yeah
1: just like a really pissed off lion that wanted to eat people a lot of and people
0: <laughs> so one of my um future podcasts is gonna be on what uh based on the movie or, or the movie that was based on this real thing and and the movie's called the Ghosts in the darkness and there was these lions that were like attacking people and whatnot this is in africa and they send in like some european special hunters to come get it and it just Like this line, these—it's actually a group of lions. Mm -hmm. They love killing people, but if you look up the real story, and this isn't in the movie, there's a certain type of lion that exists in northern Africa, Mm -hmm. and they don't have manes. Oh yeah. So the male lions pretty much look like female lions, and they're—they can totally interbreed with any other lion. It's basically the same species, but it's sort of like a subspecies and for whatever reason the males don't have manes. so at that point you know 250 years ago they were probably more widespread possibly somebody took one back or it made its way up through asia and and into uh into southern europe perhaps who knows so
1: so they said which i didn't write it down on here but i probably should have they said that one of the reasons they think it was a lion and that it wasn't recognized is that during that time, like southern France wasn't like the only lions that people had seen were the characterized drawings of them in newspapers or like, you know, whatever things that they had back then that's the only yeah, reference that they like had
0: heraldry yeah and that's like
1: all they really had for reference so of course like all the lions right. had big giant manes because they were uh, like caricatures of them and so, right. Like, One of
0: the podcasts I brought up was when they taxidermied the first lion <laughs> up in, up oh, in Sweden. Yeah. And it doesn't look anything like a lion, but all they had was the skin to go off of and a brief description.
1: So they obviously had no idea what these things look like. I imagine that's kind of what this looked like, actually. Just a really jacked up lion. They didn't really have any reference for what they looked like, and especially not without like a giant mane, like a full grown lion. So, it makes sense to me that this would be a lion rather than just like a wolf. Like you're going to know what a wolf is for the most part. Like even a hybrid of something, you're going to be like, yeah, that's a wolf. Something. It's a something wolf. It's not,
0: it's a dog at least. Right. So in
1: that you're not going to think it's this, I don't, and I don't know any wolf that can jump 30 feet. Like that's leap. Also, when you say jump, people think height and it's like, oh,
0: right. A leap, like a kangaroo. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure lions can't jump that far, but they definitely jump farther than they can. wolves would. And of course, these things get exaggerated. So who really knows? Um, a lion does make a lot of sense, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, lions can leap up to 36 feet. So they actually very Yeah. Oh, Lions are okay. terrifying. I, I only know that because right. of a meme that's gone everywhere. And I was like, no way. But yes, they actually can. So 30 feet is like... Yeah, that sounds about... And
0: you did more research than finding this meme. Yes, I actually I
1: just Googled okay. it right now to double check because I was like, no, 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 they okay. definitely can. And then I was like, let's make sure. <laughs> but I know I've looked it up before right. too, but yes, Hey, they
0: can. if Google says so, then pff, mind blown and I believe there you. you. Go. Wow. The
1: internet doesn't lie. <laughs> Never.
0: No, no.
1: All, all of the information that we tell from copy and paste articles is true. Um, (laughs) Right. Just
0: consider anything we say on here, like absolute gospel, Mm -hmm. you know, the Smithsonian, National (laughs) Geographic, whatever. If they're contradicting something we say.
1: They're wrong.
0: They just haven't. They're wrong. They just haven't done their research like we have.
1: So the dude who finally killed the beast, this Jean Castel, he also has his own monument, just like Marie Jean Valet. She has her own. She's the one that like fought it off and survived and hurt it. She was a badass. Awesome. So, I, but I actually, like, it makes sense that she has one because, like, everyone was dying and she was just this girl that fought it off and it's, like, totally rad. But this dude who killed it, like, yes, he killed it, but he was also, like, a total criminal. <laughs> they were still just like, yeah. build him a statue. That's how much they hated this beast, that they were like, let's give the criminal a statue because he finally put an end to this reign of terror. And it's like, all right, you can go see them in France. They each have statues.
0: Very cool.
1: The story of Marie Jean Valet was actually featured in the TV show Teen Wolf, which oh, oh. I actually loved that show. It was one of my guilty pleasures. Wait,
0: as the, the show, TV not show, not the original, the movie. one on MTV.
1: Oh. It was gotcha. great, but also like the original is fantastic too. But uh, yeah, Michael J. Fox, Michael J. Fox, Heck, yeah. but um, but I, he
0: surfs. Like, you know, van surfs. I know. On a, it goes up on top of a van. And
1: surfs. And I surfs on
0: it as it's moving.
1: Yeah, they don't do that in the Teen Wolf TV show, sadly. Man, okay, like,
0: I don't know how you can call it Teen Wolf without van surfing. but Because okay.
1: he was a teen and a wolf. That's why. That's that's all you needed. But anyways, there's like a whole, like, uh, throwback. Touché. <laughs> there's a whole throwback episode where they feature... Uh, Marie Jean Ballet, or however you say her name. And this story was actually the inspiration for the mo- or, or mm, for the movie The Wolfman. And I think they're talking about the Emily Blunt and Benicio Del Toro version, but I think there's actually an older version too, so maybe mm. both. I don't know. Okay. You know, this story kind of like really influenced a lot of werewolf style stories and a lot of werewolf lore comes from this story. But it should also be said that the legend of werewolves is like, yes, partially influenced by this, but it's not the only story that like brings up werewolf legend like that comes from Greek mythology, the epic of Gilgamesh, Nordic folklore, French stories, German stories. It's like all over the place. There's so many, there's so many werewolf stories that maybe werewolves are kind of a thing. So
0: (laughs) even Martin Luther had his own version of a werewolf. There
1: are also very many stories. But this one in particular kind of gives us that legend of the silver bullet and, you know, kind of plays into our modern day, modern day version of werewolves. So, yeah, that is the story of the Beast of Jophodan, which was so fun to read about.
0: I'll bet. Like, I'm going to look this up now, too. Absolutely incredible.
1: here, I will real quick. There are pictures of this thing. Have you seen any of them? Have you looked up anything yet?
0: No, I didn't find uh, any pictures, no.
1: Um, I just almost transferred you money via Skype. Thanks. <laughs> Apparently, you can do that. So, here are a couple of, like, pictures that they've drawings okay. from back in the day of, like, what this thing looked like, which is, like, horrifying looking, pretty much. It looks real jacked up. Like, if that thing came at me, I would be horrified. And then... This is the statue of Marie Jean uh attacking the beast so
0: and they've drawn it more like a wolf yes or a dog and you know the first one looks very much like a dog yeah the second one is questionable right
1: it almost has like kind of a um like a little bit of like a f- like a fox type face where it's like kind of thin at the snout mm-hmm. is kind of what it looks like to me, but it doesn't have that like flat face. It does have like a no. snout. Like, uh, a-
0: yeah, it's definitely not a feline looking no head. It, it is very much uh, a flatter face. So yeah, but, but you, you, you've seen, uh, even modern day, uh, oh, what do they call them? Um, police um where they draw the criminal uh crap. Oh, um, what is that called
1: uh oh gosh whatever yeah. police sketches
0: yeah. um and these are like legit artists they you know have a way of like getting this <laughs> you see these sketches and it's like is that human yeah,
1: some of them are very bad
0: <laughs> some are very bad it's like wow that's a cartoon so, yeah, we're looking for uh, Mickey Mouse.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> or, like, Elmer Fudd. Like, okay. Uh, Composite sketches? So, is, that
1: what you're, is that the word? I guess. That's not that's the, one not I'm the word i was. looking for either. Of. Yeah.
0: Uh-uh. No, but, like, a police sketch. Yeah. Um, you can understand where, like, if somebody's just getting info from someone who saw this thing for, like, a few seconds, yeah. more or less, it's not going to be accurate. So.
1: Well, and also, like, it, you have to think they they like kind of fantasized this creature too so they were like "We're it's like it's crazy looking and it's this and this and this and so i imagine that's what they were drawing it based off of rather than like the actual accounts of people being like this thing attacked me and this is what it looked like it's more of this is what everyone in the country is saying and it's you know gonna be this weird interpretation of it
0: Sure, like, we have the idea nowadays, like, if someone is trying to get the information, they would go to the source and talk directly right. to the person that saw it. Probably wasn't like that back in the day. They were just getting info from whoever was telling it. Yeah, so. I would imagine
1: so. Yeah. Okay, so what's yours? Sticking kind of with the so, urban legend theme a little bit? Pretty
0: much. Yes. Um, it's sort of interesting. Um, so... And, and I wasn't sure what to call my title of the topic, and I'm still not sure, Okay. Um, especially after all that. <laughs> <sighs> I think I'm going to call it <laughs> Medieval Bestiary. Okay. And it's there's been a couple bestiaries made from going back to like Plato all the way up to like, you know, the 14th century okay. in Europe. And there's also been some Chinese bestiaries and stuff. And what it is is just a list of all the beasts that they know about. Oh. But what's but what's interesting is that intermingled in these with like bears and lions and dogs and all the yeah, yeah. different fish that we know, they've also included things like, you know, we've heard of griffins or yes. dragons. And they're just included in there. And it's not anything that where they say like this is sort of a mythical thing we never actually see them. It. It's just like legit listed as like, yeah, this is the next animal in the in the sequence yeah, of yeah. animals that we're listing. These so were here. <laughs> that is like sort of interesting and that's why I also could have titled this cryptozoology, right? And I go more into that stuff obviously, but it is interesting that in these, you know, medieval bestiaries that they've written there's these animals right alongside everything else. Yeah. Like, unironically, without any, you know, asterisks or anything. It's just like, this is the next animal in the row. Here's a dragon. So, right? do they
1: have certain animals on there that do have like an asterisk? Like, is there no. anything on there that's like, this is a myth? Okay, so no.
0: Absolutely no. So, there's not, not like, not even in the slightest. There's not
1: like unicorns or something on there either. It's just like, these are animals. Oh,
0: no, and there's straight up unicorns on there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's other things. I that thought I was going to use a
1: ridiculous example, but clearly
0: not. Nope. And I go into all of this. So let's just start going in there um, right now. Right. Um, but before I go into it, I have a couple of personal stories that I want to share. Um, okay. And I'll tell you the reason that I got into this idea this week is i heard this story from a coworker just this week and i was like what are you talking about <laughs> so i'm just going to tell the story okay. my coworker, we'll call him steve him and his wife you know 20 years ago are in southern arizona and they're driving on a two-lane road
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: two-lane highway yeah. kind of in the middle of nowhere kind of in a forested area of, of arizona and they're driving along no other cars on the road you know it's night they've got their lights on and um they it's kind of twisty and mountainous so they're going fairly slow Mm um you know 30 miles an hour or something and all of a sudden this thing comes out of nowhere and bolts in front of the car incredible and he described it wasn't a werewolf (laughs) (laughs) no damn Uh, But the reason we got into this topic is we were talking about Bigfoots and chupacabras and stuff like that. And he was like, have you ever heard of this thing? And I'll give you the name eventually, and I'll finish up this story.
1: I'm so into this. Because I love Bigfoot. I love chupacabras. I love Nessie. Like, I'm all into this.
0: (laughs) So this is in southern Arizona, mind you. Like, just in the middle of the night, going around, he sees this thing dart out in front, and it's there, and it's gone. And he's like, this thing was, you know, bigger than, you know, a wolf. Okay. It had the body of a dog. Great. It had, like, the tail of, like, a fox or something. Like, real big tail. Okay. right? But, like, a fox that was, like, you know, as a big giant. as, like, a large yeah. wolf. And it, he said it had the face of a monkey, Right. And he's like, what the heck was this thing? And it's basically on all fours, but it just like jumps out of the forest. And it's this giant thing and it's there and then it's gone. And he's like, what the heck was that? And his wife was like, what the heck was that? They both saw it. They both described it the same way and (laughs) they get to their destination later. And then they go and like ask people about it. Turns out uh, what they saw was a real creature. Right not exactly the way that they described it. And I'll kind of go into that a, a little bit later is that sort of, we see things quickly and we don't Yeah. always get an accurate depiction of it kind of going into like the police sketches and whatnot. It, it's not always what we think we see, right? When we see it real quick. They
1: say like firsthand accounts of things are actually like incredibly inaccurate too. They're like, Oh yeah, no, no. These are actually not super great. <laughs>
0: And, and I used to be in law enforcement and I've taken, you know, countless uh, eyewitness testimonies of what people saw. And inevitably, it's almost always pretty inaccurate. Like they might be close, but it's yeah. it's pretty rough. So I have a, a pretty extensive background in eyewitness testimony. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this just happened to be right along with that. So what he ended up, finding out is that what he saw was something called a Cotamundi. And that sounds like something that should be from Africa,
1: kind right? yeah, yeah. A,
0: a Cotamundi. Yeah. But it's native to Arizona and all the way south through Mexico, Central America, and all the way down, you know, all throughout South America. And they're called Cotamundi. And if you look this thing up, it, it almost looks more like a lemur, It's got like larger hind legs and a really long fluffy tail. And then it sort of crouches down and it has smaller legs up front. And it's got a head that almost looks like kind of like a weasel or something. Right. Okay. But apparently they're related to like raccoons.
1: Oh, interesting. Sorry. I just looked up a picture of it.
0: Would you expect that thing to be living in Arizona? No. No. So when you don't expect something to be there and you see it, your brain starts trying to piece stuff together and it creates this image. He swears today, he was like, I swear it had the face of a monkey, but it obviously doesn't. No. It's just what I saw at the time. And it was such a good example of like, what am I seeing as opposed to what was really there? And when you don't expect it, this is what your brain pieces together. So the Mundi, Very interesting animal. Not something you would ever expect to see in North America, but yet here it is. It's going to be in southern Arizona, southern New Mexico, Texas. Very natural there. And they're out in the daytime. Usually not out at night like raccoons. They're actually uh, dineural, which means that they're out in the daytime.
1: Those tails are crazy.
0: You would expect it to be uh, something that they could swing from a tree with, like a lemur or something. It's
1: very long. But
0: it's not. It's not. It's just a uh oh, I forget the name for that kind of tale. Dang it. But it's uh they can't use it. Interesting. And even the name is something that doesn't match with North America. Kota Mundi? Oh, no. It sounds like an African name, like it belongs in Madagascar or something.
1: Do you get into this and not to spoil anything, um okay. I just saw an article because it just popped up on I mean, I'm not looking into this because I want you to tell me all about it, but Just looking at pictures of it, it says the Cody is part raccoon, part monkey, and part pig. Do you get into this at all?
0: (laughs) No. Okay. No. Um, Like I said, it's, you know, sort of genetically related to the raccoon, uh, but no, it doesn't talk about any of that other crap.
1: (laughs) I don't think it is. I think it's probably more like how it acts where they're like it acts like right. a pig or i don't know whatever anyways this so thing is I, I, the whack. only <laughs>
0: thing that i read that says it's like a pig is its nose is kind of like upturned and what it feeds it's uh omnivorous thing so it eats vegetables but it it also eats um a lot of invertebrates and stuff and it'll sniff that stuff out in the ground and it'll turn up the ground like crazy and it'll find all these little bugs and lizards and stuff in there and and amphibians and stuff and that's basically what a pig does so it has a very uh sensitive nose just like a pig so i'm guessing that's where they throw that pig in there and then a monkey okay has a monkey tail and the rest of it sort of looks like a raccoon so yeah
1: this thing is crazy all right they're they're not
0: it's weird right they're not
1: that large either they say they're like the size of a house cat but
0: sorry yeah so that was the other thing like he thought this thing was big like as big as a big wolf and it wasn't even that big like as big as they get is like not cat size it's a little bit bigger than that we're talking like a big fox yeah okay you know small to medium dog size right um but he thought he saw something much bigger but like i said it jumped out of the forest went across his lights and it was gone oh yeah that'd be so when he only sees something for that long yeah
1: I cannot imagine, like, driving in the dark and being like, I just saw a giant creature with a monkey face. That, when you said monkey face, I literally had chills and was like, <laughs> like, no, that is horrifying.
0: <laughs> we don't have anything like that here. So when you see something you don't expect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you get a little freaked out. So the next story I'll go into is my own story. Now, this is when I was, like, seven or eight years old and i've never seen anything supernatural or anything i almost wish i had i grew up watching unsolved mysteries (laughs) but yet i've seen nothing that's why we're all
1: terrified as shit is because of that show
0: (laughs) and it's coming back i think it's already back i don't know but anyway um i was like seven or eight years old i was at my house my friend was over spending the night and so it's summertime. We're like, hey, let's go outside on the front porch. And we walk outside and we're standing there for a little bit. And all of a sudden we hear this rustling. And there was a, um, this sort of garden area along the concrete, you know, going along the side of the house.
1: Yeah, like a flower bed. And there was bed. a bunch of,
0: it was a flower bed of zinnias in there. So they were really tall flowers. I see this thing and it looks like a very long lizardish tail. Going around the corner of the house. That's the only part of the animal that I saw was the tail Mm. part And it went around the corner of the house in my mind seven or eight years old What I pieced together is some at some point before this event um, I had been to a a new pet store in town and they had a giant lizard there, which What I'm now equating is a Savannah monitor lizard Mm. These lizards are like, you know, two to three feet long, really long tails, really big stout lizards. Mm -hmm. That thing was in a cage, and I was like, holy cow, lizards can get that big. So several months later, when I see this thing in the garden scurry around, and I see this tail go around the side of the house, I think, that was a giant lizard, right? And my friends it there with me, and we're like... What was that? We're like, you saw the tail, right? And he's like, yeah. Did you see anything else? No, but that was crazy. What was that? I don't know because I haven't talked to him basically since then. Like, what was that thing, right? (laughs) I'm thinking now as an adult, it was probably just a cat in the zinnias. It hurt us and it was like, all we saw was like this tail go around the corner. But my seven-year-old brain at that time piece some stuff together because it didn't make sense in my tiny little brain and that's what it went to giant
1: lizard (laughs) that's
0: all i saw giant lizard gray tail that must be what it was right yeah dragon lizard right i didn't know if those lizards were around where i lived or not spoiler alert they're not (laughs) (laughs) but that's what i thought i saw i assume it was a cat the weird thing is like we didn't have a lot of stray cats. We didn't have a family cat at that point. Like this was a pretty rural area and there wasn't a lot of like stray cats or anything around there. That's all I can point to it as, um, because I'm sure there wasn't some giant lizard creature living in our senior garden. It
1: wasn't like an armadillo out there living his best life.
0: Uh <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. There are no what? armadillos in my area. They don't area. live in the
1: Mojave. What do you mean? <laughs>
0: no, they don't live in the desert. Strangely Weird. enough, yeah, yeah. So that's my two little stories that sort of are going to go along to the the meat of my topic okay. today. So medieval uh, bestiary, and they wrote several books on it. Like I said. And they have some weird creatures in there. And unironically, they're right next to creatures that we know of today. So it makes you wonder, were these creatures that maybe have gone extinct, extinct, like the dodo bird right. or the moa in the uh, South Pacific? Have you ever heard of the moa? I don't think so. The moa is a very interesting bird. The only reason that we know it even exists in history is because at the time... The natives of these islands in the South Pacific had not totally exterminated the population of these very large birds and these birds were very large so think of an ostrich but with a giant like dinosaur beak yeah I just looked it up and 10 to 12 feet tall these things were giant freaking birds flightless but covered in feathers but like 10 to 12 feet tall and they were native to like New Zealand and uh, Fiji and a lot of the other South Pacific islands and the natives just drove them to extinction because they were a great food source um, a very large bird and eventually you know there's only so many of them around so they kill them the only reason that we know these things existed is because they hadn't been driven to extinction before the time of, like, colonization in a lot of these areas in the South Pacific. So um, 1700s, 1800s, these things were still around. We have taxidermied specimens that are still around, but the birds are 100% extinct, unfortunately. Because look up a moa. If you could imagine that thing living today, you would want one. You would be freaked out by it because it would like chop your arm off with its oh, beak. yeah but you would want to see one in a zoo
1: you'd be absolutely amazing you'd be that things. crazy guy on uh, dude wears my car who owns like all the ostriches <laughs> 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 um, apparently the uh, five dollar coin or whatever it's called in New Zealand' like a dollar sign has uh-huh. has the MOA on it so it's yeah. like a faint. Thing. these things are terrifying terrifying no, thank like you.
0: prehistoric you would not think like that thing should exist anywhere no. and yet it did
1: This so looks, yeah this straight up looks like something that lived with dinosaurs this does not look like a, anything that was even remotely like current
0: <laughs> the only thing that is like non-dinosaur-ish to it is it has a beak yeah and it and it uh lacks like a big old dinosaur tail but other than that, it looks like a raptor. Yeah,
1: it looks like it's not living here.
0: I'm going through a, a short list of some of the weirdness of these bestiaries throughout history. I'm yes. um, mm. just going to mention like a few animals. But something to just consider is like we have this idea or, or we have this evidence of a MOA.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We wouldn't believe it today if someone included this in some list of animals, right? right? If, if we hadn't had... You know European evidence that this thing existed we would just be like yeah it was this legend that there is this giant bird that lived there and they used to like run them into pits to kill them (laughs) like yeah that's that's totally not real right because that's what they would do they didn't take these things one-on-one they they got a group of people together and sort of scared it into a pit and it would fall in there and die and then they could kill or, or whatever so we wouldn't believe that story right we'd be like that's pretty weird um They thought they had seen something, you know, but there's no evidence that this actually existed, right? So, you have to kind of wonder, you have to be open to this idea that, like, maybe there was something back then that there's no fossil evidence that we have at this point, but lived back then, and was just driven to extinction for whatever
1: reason. Or,
0: maybe it was the case with my story and my coworker Steve's story, where... They had seen something. It was a rare animal and they just didn't have a way to explain it. So they created a story around it and enough people had heard these stories and saw similar things. And they were like, oh, well, that must be a so-and-so, right. right? So what I'm saying is we can't totally dismiss these things, totally. but we also can't say that they're real because we don't have evidence. So sure.
1: I'm always open to it and I think it's fun like i'm sorry if you're gonna give me a bunch of scientific facts of why nessie is not real i'm not going to listen to you because i want her to be real but that's it's
0: funner if she's a, a real thing.
1: and the same thing with like yeah. bigfoot or yetis like right yes please mm-hmm. that's fun but um there's this amazing tv show that used to be on called the newsroom and i'm obsessed with it it's i Watch yeah. it every night to fall asleep. And there's one character in it who is like, every time they're at a party, he brings up Bigfoot and he starts being like, Bigfoot is real. And everyone's like, not this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's my favorite thing. And he literally calls um, like a meeting on like a Saturday morning one day and they all show up and he's like, okay, guys. And they're like, you have to be kidding me. We're here for Bigfoot. It, it, like, let it go. And he starts going into things where he's like, he's like, uh, the giant <laughs> squid wasn't found until this and this, like, uh, or yes. whatever it was. And then he's like, he's like, gorillas were thought to be a myth until like the 20s or something like that. And that is just, like, wow. so, like, I might be wrong on the date on that, but it was fairly recent, which is wild sure. to me because I'm like, yeah, we've just always grown up being like, yeah, gorillas, like, whatever. Right. We're not, they, they weren't a thing. Like, we thought that they were fake. The giant squid was actually, like.
0: That one's fascinating. It was fairly recent. Yeah. Like, sailors had evidence of yeah. it. But no hard evidence, so it was like, yeah, we don't really believe you guys. They
1: were literally all just like, yeah, yeah, like, you've been out at sea too long. It's like, no. Right,
0: and mermaids, bro. Right. <laughs>
1: when was it? It was like, like the giant squid was pretty recent. Gorillas 1902. I, I want to say it so was, I was, I just, yeah, I want to say it was the, for the gorilla. No,
0: yeah. Um, I know it was the night. Oh, for the gorilla. Okay. And I think the squid as well was like 19th or 20th century before we actually had hard proof of it.
1: There's a, I thought it was really recently though. Within uh, the last a few like, of them have always like, that they were like, Oh, we actually have proof of it. No,
0: No, it's been longer than that. There's been, like, uh, larger squid that have washed up ashore and stuff. So they knew that they existed. But, like, hard evidence of it, I'm pretty sure, was 20th century.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I don't know.
0: But regardless, yeah, that's a very good example. And you would think, like, yeah, okay, it's a squid. And so someone, like, had the idea of a squid that got, you know, to giant proportions that could take down a ship, right? There's stories of an actual ship being sunk by a giant squid. And we found evidence of squid that are like 50 feet long. So it probably couldn't take down a ship, but we don't know for sure if there's something bigger than that. We just don't know. And the ocean's very big.
1: And it's very scary.
0: It's very scary. And a lot of animals, fish, and uh, reptiles, they don't stop growing. So as long as they haven't been killed and they don't die of like some weird natural causes, like they could be, you know, two, three hundred years old and they just continue to grow. So if we don't know a lot about giant squid, we don't know their life cycle, their reproductive cycle. Could they live to like three hundred years old and they continue to grow? And they're, you know, rivaling something like as big as what a galleon would be in the 1700s.
1: I don't know. Maybe. I mean, did you see um, recently there is, did you see recently they just found this like super hella old great white shark and they can't pinpoint an age on it. It's been anywhere between like over 200 years to 400 years old, but it is old as shit. And they have photos of it and it's like (laughs) missing teeth. Like it straight up looks like a geriatric shark. Like it is so damn old.
0: Oh, I did not see oh that. Oh my gosh!
1: Okay, I will send it to you.
0: And it must be like giant, right?
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, it's big. I don't know. I haven't seen like how big it is or what. I haven't seen anything on mm. it, but it's it's giant. Oh, it's not a great white. It's a it's a Greenland oh. shark. I was told it was a great I've white. Never heard of I know that. Me neither. There's a fantastic, uh, my favorite murder skit that uh, you know. How I sent you a video or, like, a cartoon of, like, one of their clips.
0: This shark looks straight-up retarded.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's- like, every example is, like, this weird-looking
1: shark. Is wow. old as shit. Oh, I think it's a she, actually, too. But, no,
0: every example yeah. that I see of a Greenland shark is, like, the derpiest thing you could possibly yeah. imagine in the ocean. It's like... Oh my god! Yeah, shark. has
1: like no teeth. No.
0: <laughs> wow, I don't even know if it can see. Like the eyes are like crested over and stuff. What a weird looking animal.
1: Very bizarre. So, <laughs> so yeah, this has been all over the place. So, I've heard anything between they were like, no, 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 we can confirm it's like over two hundred years old two i just found one now that says it's 512. so we don't know we just know it's super wow. damn old but um okay basically the oldest shark ever <laughs> that we've discovered and yeah um, okay. and yeah it's like we just found this thing that's been chilling since like before we were a country like that's yes. how old this thing is it's been roaming around since mm. then so, yeah.
0: And growing the whole yeah. time. Yeah. I'm
1: sure there is, like, tons of crazy shit out there.
0: And the ocean is still very inaccessible yes. for us. So we really don't know what's going on in there. Every once in a while, we're able to send this deep-sea thing out there, and it takes neato pictures, but, like, literally, the... Um, the, the farthest that we can see in the ocean most of the time is like a hundred feet maybe. So it's not like we even have like this great bird's eye view of the ocean. Like we have no, no. idea what's mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. and they know that we're there well before we see anything that is going to show up on a camera and some stupid ass, uh, deep sea probe thing that we yeah. have. Right. For sure. So we just don't know. No. Like we like to think that we know everything or super smart, but we
1: don't know no, shit for sure not
0: so to go into the big go ahead no sorry. I was just gonna
1: say because when I made the joke about oh were there unicorns on this list then I remembered I was like oh shit somebody some there was something where they were like did we just find a real life unicorn which was basically just like an animal that had a single horn out of its head and they were like was yes. this actually what people were talking about when they yeah. talked about a unicorn so, and it has been you know made to be this beautiful elegant thing
0: I go into Great. that. Great, keep yeah. going. Sorry. All right. So you had mentioned Bigfoot. Yes. And we have an uncle that shares the name of a legendary U.S. president. And he knows a lot of, like, hunter types. Oh. Dude, <laughs> seriously.
1: I'm sorry. I immediately... You know what's throwing me off? Is that you used the what? name Steve earlier, so now I'm just thinking dad side. And so I was like i literally went like steve and chris and i was like no no, we don't what are you talking about
0: we've never had a president steve
1: (laughs) i was like i'm very lost yeah it took it just took me one second and then i got it yep
0: god help us when we have a president steve
1: (laughs) you know the day is coming can't be any worse than donald john donald we have Pound donald sand <laughs> donald john
0: so we have this uncle he knows he's into hunting and knows a lot of other people that hunt um and some of these people are like backwoods hunters like they're not just going off the trail and waiting to find some stuff like they're walking in they're uh, scouting the area for like weeks Like, these are, like, legit, like, backwoods people. And he says these people have found evidence in tracks and fur and all kinds of stuff for Bigfoot. And this is in the Utah-Wasatch area. So they absolutely believe that some Bigfoot creature exists. My sort of theory that pertains to Bigfoot is that they're um, basically humans. We have a lot of evidence, historically, of very hairy humans. Gilgamesh is the most, uh maybe, I, I, I don't know, because the other examples in the Bible, but in Gilgamesh, there's this dude who's like hairy all over, and they shave him everywhere except for the top of his head, and he looks like every other human, right?
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> and then in biblical things, there's the story of, J- uh, sorry, Isaac and Esau, Um And Esau was completely covered in hair and eventually didn't um, get his father's blessing to like continue the family name on and whatnot. But Esau was like super hairy, like a goat, like his brother Mm. on his father's deathbed imitates him, puts on like goat skin. And says, "Yeah, I'm Esau. Like, feel me." And he's like, "Oh yeah, you're Esau. That's like a goat skin, right? right? Like that's any other fully haired animal, right?" So there's this historical stories of humans being completely covered in hair. Maybe they were these ones that were like outcasts from everybody else, and they sort of live out there somehow. I don't know. Hmm. You have to, and then Hmm. you also have to consider that. A lot of mammals have ridiculously good smell and also hate people so you are rarely going to see a mountain lion in uh, North America like it's pretty rare everybody's afraid of them but you rarely see them and they're rarely gonna attack you Uh, jaguars in South America like you have to be a very good hunter historically to like get a jaguar fur like if you got jaguar fur like they were really expensive because you had actually caught this thing even today like there's not a lot of like you know National Geographic or you know any of these other like animal documentaries of jaguars and other cats like that because they hate people they smell you from like a long way away and they're not going to let you get close. Um, pigs are another thing. It's it's tough to get close to pigs in a lot of areas because they know you're there and they are gone and you're never going to find any evidence of them whatsoever. So let's imagine Bigfoot has these characteristics. Right. You're not really going to ever see it. So Yeah. I don't know if it's real, but can you say that it's not? I don't know
1: yeah i mean on on that note just earlier this year they were able to photograph uh like the first black leopard in kenya photographed in like a hundred years and there's been some like there's been some people like calling that into question and being like well, we've had a couple Mm -hmm. photos since then but i mean even if it's not the first in a hundred years it we maybe have like a handful of photos of these creatures um sure
0: if nothing else it's extremely very very rare and
1: i think they were even like we don't even know if they were in kenya anymore or like like it's Mm -hmm. they're just not yeah they don't come out and they're very rare to begin with so Mm -hmm. yeah it went i'm i'm sure the world is full of shit we don't know about
0: it has to be not just the ocean absolutely (laughs) uh not just the ocean yeah because there's areas where if it's covered in trees like you can fly a million drones over it and watch it 24 7 you're not going to know what goes on under there you have to get in there and see it and i wasn't really going to get into it but in the congo area there's something called i think he's called kote mbembe and um i know the second word is right i'm not sure about the first one so in order to not slow this down, I'll let somebody else call me out on that. But I think it's, I think it's called Kote Mbimbe. And he looks like Nessie or like sort of, if not a plesiosaur, then he's sort of like a brachiosaurus or something, but a long neck, long tailed creature. That's like really mean. He only lives in swamps. He hates people. You rarely see him. but there's been several accounts of like pygmies and other tribes that live in that area Um, or they've said they've caught one before and they killed it and they all ate it. So, and this is places where (laughs) there ain't no National Geographic people going in there very often because um, if you go in there, you basically die of malaria. Like the only people that are living in there are people who have like developed a natural resistance to malaria and other diseases in that area Mm -hmm. because anybody else just gets wiped out because it's swampy, it's hot it's humid like nobody wants to live there except the people who have lived there for millennia so yeah so we just don't know yeah. because we don't spend a lot of time in these weird places we want to be sort of close to civilization if we're used to that
1: is it uh mokile mbembe
0: mokile mbembe yeah that's him in
1: yeah. the congo river basin
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
1: horrifying
0: and it's a huge rainforest jungle Huge. Yeah, I'm sh-
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: It's giant, and I think there's also been some dinosaur-ish sighting sort of, in uh, the Amazon areas as well. So we just don't know. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I preface that with my two stories. It's like you're gonna see something that you thought that you thought you saw. Maybe it wasn't yeah. it. Yeah. You just don't know. If it's that rare of a creature, you get a glimpse of it and you're gone. Um, I wasn't going to go into this, but if you've ever heard of Mothman.
1: Yes. Okay, so the My Favorite Murder just came back from break this week, and they talked about the Mothman.
0: Mothman is very well. There's been not very real. uh, There's been a lot of stories about it, a lot of sightings. We don't know what it is. It's probably just a big bird in the middle of the night. Okay. But people are seeing something, and they're creating something in their heads. Or it's just something that is so rare we don't know what it is i mean you you rarely come across the um giant condors yes that went extinct and then they let back into the wild because there's so few of them you rarely see them but because it's you know been scientifically documented we know they're real and so we believe these stories but if we didn't know this thing existed we'd be like yeah, you saw a vulture. They're really not yeah. that big. And they're like, no, dude, it had a nine-foot wingspan. And i like, sure, bro. We, no. Okay. So how can you say it doesn't? But I guess you can't until you have that evidence, right?
1: True. Yeah, no. So um, they talk about the Mothman actually being what's called like a thunderbird, which I'm sure has yes. to be on your list, right? I'm sure it's there somewhere, maybe. Or it would have been added.
0: There's so, there's so much. Yeah. You could add so many things to this list. Yeah.
1: Which I then was like, um, I am for sure going to look into Thunderbirds later on now because I've.
0: Thunderbirds are very interesting. Because I've
1: seen that picture of like this scientist dude. It's like this hella old picture from like the thirties or some shit of this dude in a suit standing in front of like a 12 foot raven is what it looks like. With a wingspan that's like 30 feet across, like it's massive. I've seen that a million times, and you're like, is this fake? What is this thing? And I still don't have an answer if it's like a real picture, if it's like, I have no idea. But then I was like, Thunderbirds seem rad to learn about. I love all this weird shit. (laughs) This is like it's right up my alley. We're talking about werewolves and like yetis and Nessie. It's great and real weird shit that's actually true and out there. I'm so in.
0: If nothing else, it's it's very interesting. Yes. So, sort of what I am more trying to focus on, yeah, sorry. even this has been very broad. Been no problem, because it's all very interesting. I don't think anybody's going to care, but I was trying to focus on the medieval bestiaries that have been written yes so it goes back to plato and all the way up to like the 1400s just this list of all these animals that people know about with all these mythical beasts thrown in the middle of it unironically right right? (laughs) (laughs) so um one of the craziest ones and i had never ever ever heard of this until i started to study it (laughs) right and this has been disproven we know what happens with it but it's just an example of like people not quite understanding the world that they live in they didn't have a way to study it like we do today right, right. so everybody sort of has this idea of like oh, people back then were so <laughs> dumb you know what we're all stupid too it's just that we have bbc and right. the nat geo channel okay we're not really that smart okay not at all like the uh, no we're Mm. really dumb okay (laughs) so we're not any smarter we've just all graduated high school okay so anyway they just maybe didn't understand the world that they were living in and one of the coolest examples is this thing that they call barnacle geese now barnacle geese are actually real geese okay totally documented you can look them up today they have the same name they did historically they're called a barnacle goose but historically barnacle geese were believed to grow on trees and grow in shells and they believe that the shells started in the water and grew on like driftwood and stuff and eventually like maybe migrated up to trees or something and they grew there in these shells and they actually had a mythical tree called a barnacle tree and the geese would hatch out of these eggs and they would still be connected with their beaks onto the branches and they would either drop off and fall into the water or sometimes just spring forth and fly right off of the tree. Okay. <laughs> so this goes this goes to a concept which I'd like to get into later cuz it's a, another like subtopic to get into. But when people didn't understand things back then, they had this idea of spontaneous generation and they believed that some things could spring forth without having any sure sort of animal uh predecessor, mm-hmm. right? They could spring forth from non-animal sources, and they were like, yeah, this is totally a thing, right? Okay. So there were many things like that. Frogs and flies and maggots and stuff were all sort of included in that, but for some reason, these people thought these geese developed like that as well, okay. except for they weren't, didn't really spring out of non-natural things, but they didn't come from eggs, they didn't come from other geese, they were literally grown on trees, and they believed this One reason, which we found today, is there's a thing called a goose barnacle. And it's a barnacle, kind of looks like a mussel, and they're everywhere. They're in North America, Europe, they're everywhere. And there are these barnacle mussel-looking things that are usually on piers and rocks and stuff around tidal areas. So people historically would have easily been able to see them they actually use them in their cuisines fairly regularly okay. that happens today as well they're like a mussel with um a shell and then like a long sort of foot or body that is you know hanging out in free water and connected to a, a rock or uh, a wooden uh beam on a pier or something mm. right and they just go in the tide and you can pluck them off the rocks and stuff but the shell kind of looks like a goose head in a way So they're called a goose barnacle. And what people believed historically is like, we don't ever see these geese uh, nesting anywhere. We don't see their eggs. They just sort of like appear. So that barnacle kind of looks like a goose head. They come from like that shell and then they grow on trees eventually and they come forth from that. So what we know nowadays is that We don't see these things nesting or laying eggs anywhere because they're migratory. And they go up to the, uh, in the wintertime, or sorry, in the summertime, they leave and they go up to the Arctic and they make their nests up there. Nobody ever lived up there historically, right? So they lived totally away from everybody, made their nests high up in the rocks. Polar bears couldn't even get to them. So even if someone... You know, like the Vikings made it to these weird islands out there. They weren't going to see any barnacle geese nests, right? So we had this idea that like these barnacle geese, they just spring out of nowhere and then they all die in the wintertime and then they spring back in the springtime off of trees and and shells on driftwood in the water.
1: Weird. we <laughs> are like trees are producing animals now.
0: Yeah, but you know, at the time, you didn't no. really understand everything, so you sort of had to explain the world around you. Sure. Um, if you know what a coot is mm-hmm. nowadays, mm-hmm. right? They're very common in North American stuff. Weird-looking little duck, bird-looking thing. Yeah. They're little, and they're cute, mm-hmm. and they're funny. and <laughs> Check out a coot. They're really interesting. Stupid name, too, and they look as stupid as their name <laughs> sounds. Um, C-O-O-T, mm-hmm. coot. Straight up, that's what it's called. <laughs> I always wondered, like, where do these things come from? Right, like they're here and then they're gone, right? Well, they migrate, but you're like, I never, see, I see geese and ducks in the air all the time flying. Right. I don't ever see coots migrating. No. And I looked it up one time, and it's like, oh, it's pretty simple. Coots fly at night, so you don't see them. Oh, so the same thing with these geese. They fly at night. They're gone in the winter time, and you're like. What the hell happened to these geese? And then all of a sudden they fly back at night and you're like, where the hell did these <laughs> things just come back from? They must have come out of a fucking tree. So of course. <laughs> without like modern day equipment to observe this stuff, that's what you would sort of come sure. up with in your head. Now there were there was these books that included these barnacle geese and everything. One of the most interesting things is since they believed that these things weren't born of flesh. Some places where these things would migrate to, which was like Ireland, uh, Scandinavian country- countries, countries, and England, they were like these things aren't born of flesh, so like we can totally eat these things during Lent, and that's what they would do oh, is they would no. eat these things during Lent, considering like these things were like basically fish,
1: <laughs> even though they
0: looked exactly like any other goose. They were like. Those things, we (laughs) don't know where they come from. They're fish. We can eat them. This is a plant. It came
1: from a tree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They're like, it's totally fine to eat. By the way, this is some good freaking meat. (laughs) So there was a lot of like cardinals and stuff that would um, come around during that time. And they would be like, uh... I don't really believe you that these geese grow on trees. You probably shouldn't be eating meat during <laughs> Lent, right? And they took it very seriously and were very skeptical about this stuff. So <laughs> it wasn't like not everybody took it as gospel that like these things were born out of shells on trees. Specifically, there was this guy Pope Pius II oh. in 1435. Uh-huh. He actually passed a a papal doctrine that said, papal doctrine that said, you can't eat barnacle geese anymore during lent okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're just like knock it off it's not a loophole it's very clearly <laughs> right. a fucking bird
0: <laughs> absolutely but there was people that totally believed it so it took a long time for that to finally get dispelled <sighs> so that's one of the weirdest ones and it's something that we have evidence where it's like yeah this isn't exactly true like yes there is a barnacle goose the myth behind it isn't true so one of the other things that's mentioned is and this goes back to something you mentioned earlier it's called a monoceros and it's pretty interesting Is it the unicorn uh it's the <laughs> yes. unicorn but There's mentions of unicorns in the Bible and in Roman times, and our name for unicorn is Latin. Uni, meaning one, and corn, which means horn. So all it meant was a single horned creature. So even a modern-day rhinoceros could almost be considered a unicorn. It sort of has a second little horn behind it, but basically nowadays what we think they were describing was some sort of rhinoceros yeah. um, but if you go to the um, descriptions of the Montoceros, um it was said to have hang on here, here it is <laughs> they said it had uh, the body of a horse but it had the feet of an elephant um, a tail like a stag whatever that means and it was like you know it had this giant thing out of its forehead that was like three meters long Jeez. you know calculating that's, what they measured it as huge. you know so a huge horn how big was this thing <laughs> and they and they said it was huge right and they said that you could only kill it you could never actually capture it because it was just like way too you know powerful and whatnot so if you go back to some historical things that they found now, some fossils and whatnot, there's this thing called the Elasmatherium. And it's, they think it was you know around 39,000 years ago it went extinct. I don't know. But um, it's a giant thing. They found the evidence of it in Siberia. And it's this really big rhinoceros looking thing with this giant ass horn coming out of it. And I don't know how to, like, send you pictures.
1: (laughs) It's fine. I've seen it. I know what it looks like. Because it looks kind of like a really jacked up rhino. It kind of looks like um, a rhino version of the werewolf drawing. Like, if that's what the wolf looked like and it was, like, so jacked up in this picture, that's kind of what this picture of, like, a rhino would look like.
0: Like It's very off. So did you see the one where they've found the... After they found the fossils of this thing called Alasmatherium, uh, they made a sketch of it, and it kind of looks like a woolly rhino, which we know existed as well, except this one has just a single horn that's like freaking giant coming out oh, of the, okay. the head of this thing.
1: I feel like they kind of look like, um, kind of like in a weird way, like maybe it's just like the, the, the hunch of them, kind of like a bison. With, like, a different head, but, like, kind of that back shoulder. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, they've got, you know, real powerful in their front legs and their back legs are, kind of stoops down, not quite as powerful yeah. back there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like that, kind of a weird body shape, like a big old... Mm-hmm. almost hmm like Almost like a hump on the back of their shoulders in a weird yes. way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, these things... That thing is terrifying.
0: And there's... Fossil evidence that this thing existed. So at the time when they wrote this book of uh bestiary at the time, maybe this thing still existed then. Maybe. Because we have something that describes something very close to this. Yeah. Maybe it existed, right? Um this thing was actually described by Plato. Plato's like five hundred BC, so that's a long time oh, yeah. ago. How can we legitimately say that there weren't sightings of this thing at the time? Like I brought up earlier, the MOA. We know that existed because European colonists were in the area before it got extinct. It became extinct right after that. If European settlers had gone there 100 years after, we would have just had stories of this giant bird, and we would have been like, whatever, that (laughs) thing doesn't exist. So you have to sort of take this thing take these accounts of these things like that. And we just really don't know until we get hard evidence.
1: Yeah. They, it's terrifying. I love the fact that there was this, uh, like, I I won't lie. This thing is scary and ugly. There's nothing beautiful about this creature, (laughs) you know, like physically, I'm sure it's a a great creature that many people will be offended that I called it ugly or whatever. Um, but I mean
0: I mean rhinos are they are ugly.
1: They truly are. Um Yeah. I mean they're neat, but still. But mm-hmm. like
0: I would like to see one in a zoo. Yeah. Not a rhino, I've seen one, but the Yeah. The other thing, the Monoceros are elastum
1: Elasmatherium. Elasmotherium, yeah. Um yep. yeah, it's like it's not the prettiest creature in the world. And it's very like <laughs> brown looking. Of course these are like what we've assumed it looks like but renditions um, yeah but also it's like i love that we took something like this and then we were like let's make it a beautiful horse like the prettiest horse you've ever seen with this very elegant thin horn and it's like no no this thing was a giant with a three meter long horn It wasn't chill. It wasn't this beautiful creature that just, like, showed up to, like, carry you away. It was like, now that thing's going to eat you very quickly. That's going to destroy villages like the lion.
0: (laughs) Seriously, um, our modern-day understanding of a unicorn comes from, like, 19th century literature. Like, that... That idea of a unicorn does not exist. So when you hear of because a unicorn is mentioned in the Bible, like I said, so people hear that and they're like, the Bible is ridiculous. like there's no such thing as a unicorn. it's like they were using the Latin name that they had at the time. It's describing like a rhinoceros, okay So
1: yeah, we're not talking about this beautiful white horse. <laughs>
0: That, right that was invented in the 19th sparkles, century yeah. or later we're not so. talking about
1: a lisa <laughs> right. frank you know f- tracker <laughs> keeper here
0: with a dolphin jumping oh yeah over. no in space in like a high <laughs> in space, <laughs> in space. <laughs> with like nothing but like hot pink colors
1: oh yeah you know? <laughs> go lisa frank
0: lisa frank was
1: awesome i not gonna lie, she still is she's a real person and she's still alive and she tweets, and she's on Instagram. It's fantastic.
0: I'm going to follow her now. Absolutely. Every, every now and awesome. then she
1: pops up on somebody I'm following. She, like, comments, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I forget that Lisa Frank is a real person and not a brand, and that's it just, like, awesome. makes my day.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I hope she's doing well. I think she is. So, uh, let's see. This has gone I know. way too long. I keep long. interrupting. I'm um, sorry. No, I just, it's a lot of story here. So, um, I'm just going to mention one more that was in this Example of this bestiary and it's called a sawfish and the only reason I'm going to mention it is because there's there's not much historically about it okay they were like yeah you see it when you're like sailors would see it and they were like it's this thing that comes out of the water and has these big wings and they'll like follow the ship for like a long time 30 or 40 furlongs whatever the hell that means and then it'll just go away and like go back into the water and they described as like just being this really giant bird fish thing. But the reason I mention it is because as recently as this year, someone in Arizona is like, I saw this giant like prehistoric bird thing. And it's possible, and I didn't see this online, but I'm like, this sounds exactly like this thing. There's this, we have fossil evidence of this thing called a Pelagornis sandersi. And basically, it looks like a giant albatross, if you know what an albatross okay. is. And an albatross is this really big wor- bird. It's actually the, the biggest modern-day bird living right now. It's bigger than, like, the California condor. has a wingspan okay. of 10 feet. Holy shit. So this is a big bird. And it's actually the bird that migrates the most. It goes from, like, the Arctic to the Antarctic every year. And it just cruises along with these giant wings and it's this big heavy bird and it just cruises along (laughs) and migrates its whole life right and this thing the yeah the Pelagornis cinderci looks like a big version of this maybe this thing exists somewhere currently and we just don't know if it's that big it could actually like maybe it's a ocean bird and it flew in inland to Arizona for a while like you don't don't know, know right Yeah, But there's been lots of sightings of big gray to brownish looking birds like this. And as recently as like this year. And the the recent one was by this lady. And she's like, I'm an avid bird watcher. I know what birds and eagles and condors (laughs) look like. This was not that. And she was like, I just saw it driving by on the highway. And I should have done a U-turn or something. But I didn't. And... I wish I did and I didn't have time to get out my camera or my phone or anything but I totally saw this thing and it wasn't anything that I've seen before. So I'll just mention that real quick. It could be what sailors call a sawfish back in the I love day, it. right? We don't know. Um and then briefly, I'm just going to I already talked about the moa that was the next thing on here, but I'm going to go quickly just to like some biblical things that Ooh, we fun. hear specifically in the book of job which is in the old testament um they don't exactly know when job was written it's possible that job is a story that exists pre-flood whether you believe that or not whatever but it's possibly Mm -hmm. that job is like a really really old story that goes back into like old testament hebrew we don't know but job um in this book It talks about the behemoth Mm -hmm. which we still use that word today just meaning like i think usually we use it for like large women but that's okay um (laughs) (laughs) i'm actually joking (laughs) but yeah we just use it as like something that's like huge right behemoth right and then the other thing we use actually today still is the leviathan you hear leviathan all the time and leviathan is actually talked about outside of the book of job You know, in a couple other books and even in some other mythologies, they use the same word, Leviathan. The behemoth, uh, some scholars say it was just a metaphor or it was just a big creature. We don't know what. Some scholars actually say it's something that refers to dinosaurs. Again, like the um, thing in Africa and the Congo, Uh, it could be some sort of Brachialis looking dinosaur. And the Leviathan was some crazy, water-going dinosaur. Maybe Nessie, maybe something like that. Some scholars believe it. Others just think it's just a metaphor. Fair. So, we don't really know. Yeah.
1: I like to think they're all real. And they've all existed. Because it's funner that way.
0: It's certainly more fun.
1: I'm sorry. You'll never convince me that Nessie isn't real. I'm sorry. You won't. I don't care if well, you drained um, the lock. I don't care if you've sent cameras <laughs> down. I don't care if she would have had to, like, procreate it because there's been so many stories. I don't care. She, yeah. She's there.
0: Well, if we think that sea turtles and giant squid and Greenland sharks uh, live for, like, hundreds yeah. of years, if this Nessie thing was sort of in that same category of animals that don't stop growing until they're killed it could be hundreds of years old and it wouldn't have to reproduce and it would be real there's also evidence that like uh, one of the things they use against the argument for nessie is like this lake exists it's cold water there's only so much of a food source in there it's not like the ocean but there's evidence of like nessie being on roads Oh, or in shit. farmland like killing sheep and dogs <laughs> yes. and wolves Get them messy. so it's not only a water dwelling creature like it comes up periodically and it'll still land animals Incredibly. so maybe that happens there's also um, seals
1: there apparently at the lock so like i'm sorry she could just be eating seals really That's what I've been told because they've seen pictures and they're like, those are just seals. And I was like, there's seals there? I didn't know there were seals there. So like...
0: How did seals (laughs) get there?
1: It's the weirdest shit.
0: That's something I've never heard. But pretty much like every natural lake, I don't know literally every one, but like very many natural lakes, there's similar sightings to things like Nessie.
1: I don't like that. I mean, like... I do but I also don't.
0: <laughs> I wish I knew what the book was, but I read it when I was like in 6th grade and I wrote a book report about it, but there's all these accounts of like um Nessie stuff in these lakes in like North America and ancient Native American stuff all throughout stuff that it goes up to like modern times and they think that in these modern lakes there's these Nessie creatures that live in there. That is modern uh, natural lakes. Is it... Nothing that's, like, been dammed up or anything.
1: Possibly called Still Waters, The Secret World of Lakes? Probably or not. Spirits of the Earth, A Guide to Native American Nature Symbols? Nope, not that one. <laughs> nah, it's very nah, far not off. That one.
0: I was, like, 11, so I have no idea. I couldn't really tell you. I want to find this book. It was interesting, though, like, this one particular lake had, like, a bunch of sightings and like several like deaths associated to this monster that lived in it
1: incredible see there's
0: so i'll i'll have to look there's all sorts
1: of shit out there don't tell me nessie isn't real there's
0: (laughs) there's sightings of stuff in like canadian lakes and over um in uh new york and all everywhere like all kinds of stories of things being seen in natural lakes i love it I don't know. Are all these people just liars? Maybe. Maybe they just saw a big fish. And they were like, whoa. Maybe they saw a goose. And they were like, what is that? (laughs) I don't know. I go back to that first story of, like, my coworker Steve. He thought he saw a monkey dog. Really, he didn't. But, you know, your brain pieces stuff together. But yet there's all these different stories about stuff like that. So I'm just going to basically end my whole spiel with, like, We just really don't know. So we shouldn't be completely positive that they don't exist, but we should wait for evidence before we do say that they do. But in the meantime, maybe we shouldn't dismiss the people that have these sightings as being like crazy people because these people aren't crazy. Most of the time, most of the time they're not liars. They just saw something that they don't understand.
1: For sure. You were driving by. It was dark. Your headlights caught it weird. It looks like something. Mm-hmm.
0: You saw something for literally yeah. like a split second or and then it's, it's
1: something gone. you've never seen before in your entire life and so your brain tries to make sense of it. You go, "Oh, that kind of looks like a monkey. It kind of looks like this." Yeah. Yeah. Holy, that's fun.
0: It is fun stuff.
1: <laughs> what a fun episode. We got to talk about all sorts of weird mythical creatures that aren't actually mythical. Right.
0: <laughs> Welcome to our Halloween <laughs> I podcast. Know.
1: didn't we say that last time
0: well i had the one with the vampires i was like i probably should have done this during valent or uh valentine's (laughs) halloween but
1: (laughs) 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 valentine's please
0: yeah (laughs) wow why that popped in whoo freud i I don't know what you're telling me there bro
1: (laughs) you're the person like takes takes their significant other to like a horror movie on valentine's day you're like Happy Valentine's Day. And I'm
0: totally, I'm totally not, though.
1: That would be me. <laughs> that's what's funny.
0: Yeah, that's what's funny.
1: Cool, this is fun. This will be a fun one to edit. I'm going to have to cut out me interrupting you, like, quite a lot.
0: <laughs> no, just go for it. I, I think you interrupted with, like, some very good stuff. So it made it longer, oh but it was really good stuff. So.
1: Ah, fun. Cool.
0: I love it. And I'm totally looking up this place in france like what the hell happened there jovedon that's what i was hoping to find with like va- with the vampire stuff As like this town where like it had just been ravaged by like these things that they called vampires like it just didn't no. happen anywhere
1: no ever so but apparently sad. werewolves all over the damn place probably yeah. were a real thing at one point <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah uh i i had come across like martin luther had a name for him he called him beer wolves and it was a little more metaphorical but you kind of have to take it seriously at the same time like it was obviously a a term that had been around and he just sort of like molded into it was like his own thing metaphorically but there was all sort of like werewolf myths all over the place
1: all over this one was fun though I like pulled so I have this book that I like write down ideas and I was like, Ooh, topics, topics, topics. So I flipped it open and I was like, what do I want to do? Because, because I didn't want to do any of the ones that I had, like I only have two done and then I have two like half written. And I was like, I don't want to go into either of these. One of them is Wyatt Earp because you brought him up and you were like, he was a pimp. And I was like, hold up. I got to research <laughs> this. So I was like, I didn't want to do that one because you were going to know some stuff about it anyway. Um, Okay. So I was like, no, nah, it won't be as fun. So I just was flipping through and I was like, the beast of Jovedon. I was like, what the hell was this? And I looked it back up and I was like, oh yes, we're going to talk about werewolves. Like, absolutely. I'm going to dig into this. So
0: it was on mm-hmm. your
1: list. Yeah. I've got a ton of awesome. stuff on this list that I like research, like, like badass women or weird, like mysteries and incidences that happened in history. And, um, cool. And I wrote them all down, but like, if I read them now, I'd be like, who was this? I have no idea. So that's why it's fun to research it. But yeah, this was yeah. a good choice and it fit in so perfectly with yours. We did good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we didn't talk about it beforehand or anything. So that, that's cool. Because a lot of the other ones have been like, just completely <laughs> different. So
1: Civil War, third nipples, which is <laughs> <Just laughs> the one I'm editing right now. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey man you tune in for a variety
1: that's the point it's just a hot mess of hot mess of options this has been half ass history uh i am cola and today's guest has been my brother matt
0: hey how's it going
1: you've heard him on probably a few episodes so far because he's the only one that's been reliable so far (laughs)